Welcome to our first podcast, Let's Get Free. I'm Angel Zwagbe. I'm Leah Barrett. I'm Levi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You ain't get my last name, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, okay, so our first topic is going to be about transphobia in the Black community. And to start us off, a question I have is, just just tell me your overall thoughts on the transphobia that's going on in the black community. Whoever wants to start. I hate it. Okay. Niggas is so annoying, bro. <laughs> I swear, the other day, I was on TikTok, right? And I see, and I'm scrolling, and you know how um, Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya, just, uh, she just got a, she just legally changed her sex and her name. Mm-hmm. I don't know her new name, so mm-hmm. I'm... You know what, let me look it up so I don't dead name this woman. But, you know, they got their, 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 their shit changed, right? Mm-hmm. And I see a nigga on a TikTok, a black dude, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's somebody just taking videos of a black dude working out, but like, he was like, uh, he changed his name, da-da-da-da, black man, da-da-da-da-da. This is what a real black man does, and this is a video of the nigga working out, like, I can't stand yeah i think it's you know I, what you what were you talking well frick with what you were talking about um i see those like blogs i'm not even gonna name them i'm not even gonna name them but you you guys know what type of blogs i'm talking about no i don't you don't know them them blogs what blogs you know them like on instagram on them black people blogs Give me a name. I'm like, not giving a name. Daily Wild. <laughs> uh, Rap TV. <laughs> that's one. Blog is a crazy word. Why not? Like, that's like MySpace shit. Nigga, that <laughs> okay, but listen, listen, listen. Um, okay, let's say they'll okay. post like... They're like the, the genre... To hit it to make sure it's still recording. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways... The genre of their like whatever their thing is about will be about something completely different, and like they'll post something like they'll post like okay let's say for example they post a black specifically black um, transgender individual, and then you know you already know what the comments are gonna look like you already like like, yeah yeah and like you know they do that to enforce the transphobia in the community and like that's just that's that's all their intention is and i think it's i don't think that's i don't think that's what they're doing per se i think it just it just gets them clicks and they'll do whatever because it gets engagement okay but listen rap tv like imagine rap tv posted something like that right i mean that's the cost of doing business i mean sure i don't like to use that term but like it's it's like it's like an alt-right term where it's like the cost of doing business is the minority group i guess i guess um let's see well what are some examples that you have seen or experienced and if you if you feel like you haven't really seen anything then like i'll start because i have something to say um i kind of just want to talk about like his history like history wise on um transgender individuals um okay so people act like it's a new thing like within the like specifically the black community feels like it's like a new thing or whatever right when like this stuff dates back into like like long way before like you know um before like i would say pre-colonization you know um there, I, I did some research. Um, there were transgender individuals that existed. And when um, colonization, colonization was happening and, you know, slavery, um, these African countries were like, like, pretty much like when they came in, came out, like the damage was already done. Right. So like now, like it's an issue in the in our community. And it's just like, I'm, and I'm just saying this to say that, like, it's not a new thing. It's it's really not a new thing. It's something that's been in our history. And I feel like it's just something that, like, we need to come into acceptance of because...
because I truly feel like in order for black people to truly, um, for, for, for black people to truly be, I don't know what the word to say, I don't want to say free, but like for us to be, um, like, can't think of the word but you guys know what i mean you guys know what i mean in order for like black people to truly be like i guess united to be like one like we need to come to acceptance with each other and that's not gonna happen if things like transphobia are still happening um yeah i agree with you on the fact that we need to learn more about our history because especially in that uh sense of you know how all the way even in africa there were black people who were France mm-hmm. and weren't there also black people who who were like gay like yeah, wasn't yeah. it wasn't it just wasn't it just a very fluid yeah existence yeah and and I say that it's very it's it's very important that we learn that we know that history because on the front of black people and with black people some uh, a sect of black people love to be like being gay and being trans that's a white people thing Oh, yeah. And and then they'll and then there'll be an activist against white people, but they'll say that that's that's oh that's white people and you'd stop that. Even though we've been doing that shit, even though that's not that's not us. I mean, that's not them. We've been doing that, and, and everybody does that. So what's it's not a white people thing; it's a human thing. Yeah. And that's kind of sad that they're still operating under that white supremacist framework that didn't let them know that about their history, mm-hmm. and it's also fucked up because it's. Uh, transphobic yeah yeah wholeheartedly um have you ever like do you think you guys have ever questioned like your own and this is not even just where this is going beyond um just transphobia um have y'all just generally ever questioned your like identity you don't have to say it sexual identity uh sexual and gender yeah okay okay gender uh gender yeah Probably both gender and sexuality. Oh yeah, both gender and sexuality. I think, and I think the reasoning for that is probably because, like, I think the reasoning for that is just because of how I've grown up with, like, being masculinized as a black woman because that's just normal. Mm-hmm. type of thing so that's how i view it so then it always made me question like and i mean even now i mean i don't get as masculinized now as i did when i was younger but even in previous years but i guess it's still like a thought that runs in the back of my mind type of thing so it just it's just a lingering thought every once in a while i just think about it for a little while and then i leave it as is yeah, totally been there, Leah. I relate wholeheartedly. Um, I think I started questioning my like. I would say, I I questioned my sexuality like middle school, middle school. Um, I think it was like specifically seventh grade, and I had my first girl crush, and it was an experience. Um. Over time, I just got confused with where I fit in. And, like, it just came to a point where I was just like, okay, I just believe that sexuality is a fluid thing and stuff. So I, I don't feel like I need to fit myself in a box. You know what I mean? And um, as for gender identity, that was something I questioned during quarantine. Um, I I even, like, one point I was, like, became actually... I'm just going to be honest here. I'm non-binary. I am. But I don't really talk about it because people aren't really accepting. People aren't really, like, going to, like, accept me for who I am. So I always put on kind of a front to just, like, for people to accept me, if that makes sense. And um, I, you know, actually, I would, I usually preferred stuff like they, them pronouns. But, like... Again, people aren't accepting, people aren't, don't really put the effort, people really don't care. So it's like, it just became something that like, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like fit into the, I don't want to say the norm, but I I, I just, I felt like I had to fit into something, into some mold to be accepted. 
think mine was more of like, I don't know, just, well, mine was just based off like the way I would dress and present myself a lot when I was younger. My mom would just get on me and she'd be like, oh, you're trying to dress like a boy, da 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 And then it'd make me feel weird because I'm like, I don't think I am. And then mm -hmm. just the way I want to. And then I think it became a bigger problem personally just when I cut my hair. When I first cut my hair and went natural, I think that was the biggest problem because I always, and I honestly still do, even with my hair growing out, I still get told I look like, like a man. And I don't know why. And I mean, I guess it doesn't bother me. But it does at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think on that end, it's just like an insecurity issue level with that compared to other people. But like, it's just, it's, it's kind of frustrating when you try to present yourself a certain way and others don't see it that way based off of like a simple factor as of like my hair. Mm -hmm. Um, Levi, do you want to expand on that? Or are you not comfortable? Uh, I'm comfortable. Uh, I question my masculinity. Uh, I'm still questioning it. It started last summer, and and it started. It, it it's, it's 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 especially like. It's it's, what kind of brought it on was two things. One was like you know how Andrew Tate shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know that shit is becoming more rampant, and, what what really kicked it off for me for me personally was that. Uh, I was talking to someone and I was being a fuck boy and I'd never done this before. And I know that wasn't what I was, but I, but I was doing it and it just didn't feel right. So I was like, okay, let me stop. And I stopped talking to them. And over the summer, I, I just, I just, I looked, I looked in and I had to do a lot of soul searching do a lot. I fucking hate that term. Do a lot of this. <laughs> holding myself accountable for things mm -hmm. and trying to grow up and i started i started reading uh will to change bell hooks i started reading a lot of theory stuff like that and now and, and i started rejecting masculinity i started hating it not to the point where i felt i wanted to be anything else but just to the point where it was like i'm not a man i'm just i'm just here i'm just a person and I didn't, it's in, I don't know, I don't know if that's non-binary. I don't, that's probably not it, but well, even if I don't, I don't feel it was that. Cause I was, I still, if somebody asked me, oh, I'm a man. Yeah, I'm a guy. Mm -hmm. But masculinity, being masculine, I didn't want to rock with that because I saw how Andrew Tate and shit like that and da 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 and all this toxicity. And, you know, some of my friends were they weren't Andrew Tate stands, but you know, they'd agree with some of his things. And you know, you can have nuance and still be a good person. But, you know, it's it just wasn't for me. So I started really rejecting anything masculine. And now I I feel that it's I can't throw it away. Mm -hmm. Because I obviously don't like how masculinity is toxic today and how how it's being performed. But why should I run away from it instead of trying to make a healthy form of it? Because there, and I started, uh, there's this YouTuber called FD Signifier. That's, that's one of my, that's one of the, that's one of the best and only black role models I have, black male role models I have in my life. Mm -hmm. And he's educated and he's, he's not a misandrist or anything. So I've tried to, I'm starting to say, okay, better masculinity instead of no masculinity, especially for teaching it to other black boys mm -hmm. and showing that, performing that. Um, oh, sorry. No, 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 I was thinking about that, like, I was thinking how, like, in terms of, like, like how I said, like, being masculinized and stuff like that, I feel like that also contributed to, like, like, I not crisis, but, like, but, like, that's only work I think of right now that I have like my sexuality because in that sense we're like because I was masculized a lot it was hard I guess because I was masculinized a lot I think when I came to my attraction because like personally like I'm I like both genders or like I just like whoever at this point but I feel like because of how like I was presented or 
I don't know how to explain it. I guess the way I was presented to other people made me think that I, like, screwed up, like, who I was attracted to. Because I know that I'm very attracted to women. And I think because I was masculinized that way into, like, oh... I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, because of that, now (laughs) I don't, like... My whole, like, sexuality and stuff is, like, all, like, screwed up. And, like, so, like... I'm very unsure about, like, my attraction towards certain people because I can't tell if it's, like, a genuine attraction because of, like, I don't know, it's weird. Because I don't know, because I still struggle. Like, and I know who I am, but it's still hard to, like, accept that, I guess, at the same time because people have different views of you, which you shouldn't let other people have their input affect you. But the type of person that I am, I let that happen to myself. Because of that, it screws up all that other stuff and it screws up my perception of like oh do i actually like this person and all this and then it's like now i'm in like this endless loop of like i don't know who i am type Mm -hmm. of thing Mm -hmm. it's weird yeah it's a very tricky thing very complicated and i feel like it's something that something that also changes over time so just add on to that but um i want to ask what do you um what do you guys think we can do as a community to move towards um uh getting rid of the transphobia in the community and i'll I'll start um i'll be honest guys i don't think it's like i feel like with the the current generation i feel like we could in the future move towards a more of an acceptance within the community but um I just, at the same time, I just feel like there's nothing to do. I mean, you could say we could educate, but at the same time, it's like, why do we need to, like... Educate about something that should just be, like... Yeah. So common, like, it should just be, like, common sense. It Mm -hmm. shouldn't... It's not, like... It shouldn't have to be, like, some sort of law or anything because you're being a... For, like, a human, like... It's just, like, common sense. It's just, like, be a good person. It shouldn't yeah. have to you shouldn't have to educate or teach people or like put certain laws into effect just for someone's basic human rights because at that point it's not gonna go away i mean i feel like that's what most things most things you can do your best and like you said with our current generation i'm sure that we can do something to help make it more accepting for people but in reality, it's not gonna go away. There's always gonna be a few bad apples. Oh yeah, that's that's always gonna be ha- that's always gonna be there. But what we can do is make it, I, I don't know, easier. Make it, just make it more accepting and make it, I guess, easier for generations before us or generations after us. Mm-hmm. I think we need to call out our old heads. Because oh, yeah. old people get too much get too much leeway to do shit. They do. Because, like, <laughs> fuck respect. Fuck, fuck <laughs> respect. Do. I don't want to respect you if you're not going to respect somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's, no, that's dumb as shit. Yeah. I hate, I hate having to walk on eggshells around old heads or, oh, oh, you know, you know, grandma, you know she's from a different time. Just don't know. Fuck her. Fuck her. <laughs> my house is not her time anymore. <laughs> fuck all that. Okay, guys, our next angel, you fucking farted. <laughs> Lenny, stop. True. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Lenny, stop. Do not, do not fart. I do not fart. Guys, I do not fart. Hey, guys, welcome back to the channel. <laughs> it's your girl, Lenny. <laughs> oh, it's your yeah. Boy, Levi. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all he has to say. What are you talking about? Well, did the intro. Yeah. What are we talking about, Angel? Okay, we're talking about our celebrity crushes. Okay, it has to be our number one, number one celebrity crushes. Okay, Levi, I know that's gonna be hard for you. I know that's gonna be hard. For oh, shush. Sure, sure. <laughs> I can't say. Jaden Smith. <laughs> Shut up! Oh my god. god. Um. Okay. So, whoever wants to start, I mean. It was. It was tough. It was tough, but um, I've narrowed it down. It was. It, it could have been one of four women. Okay. Okay. okay but woman no i'm just kidding <laughs> me uh, <laughs> kelly Rowland. 
Okay. Now, tell me why she's your. Well, it, it depends based on the day. It de it could be one of the four based on the day. What? It just depends on. Okay, moment. but like, do you have a reason why she's one at least one of your? Well, okay. Well, okay. Kelly Rowland's just fine. Just so fine. So it just looks. Okay. It's, no, it's, carry, it's okay. a crush. It's not okay. a celebrity romance. Yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Okay. 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 I guess I'll go next. There's so much going on in my <laughs> life right now. Not everybody can have a deep seated love for Jaden Smith. Okay. It's... Fan fiction about Jaden Smith. I don't have a fiction. No, personally, I'm obsessed with Jaden Smith. Um, I thought he was really sexy, and then I listened to his music, and then I was like, oh shit, like this is actually bad. Like this is illegal. Like, what are you doing? This fine. So yeah, that's that's addressed. I think Jaden Smith's um, finest man alive. Period. Love me a bye boy. Um, but me and Angel earlier were talking about um, how I went to the Misfits Red Shop earlier, and I was talking to Buddha and Paj, which are part of Misfits Rep, and they work there and they're part of the movement. And um, it's just really nice to talk to them a lot about the shit that went on in LA. Y'all, that same fucking day, I had a meeting with the agent and she literally told me that my pictures were too dark. And then she referred to the white lady before. She's like, see, something about this picture is just light. Like, I feel like it's lighter. And I'm like, no shit, bro. Oh, and I was just telling them, I was like, I don't feel like I have a place in the industry. And they were like, yes, you do. Like, you're just not in the right place right now. You'll find it type shit. Gave me a little bit of hope because I was like, fuck that. You know, like that was my first impression with Los Angeles. And like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? Like, it was called Applause Talent Showcase. Basically, I auditioned like last March and there was a showcase in December um if you made it to the callback and you were supposed to be in front of like hundreds of agents and there only ended up being like 13 um and then you can like get callbacks but i didn't even know that it was like rounds so like you perform in front of four judges and you make it to that round you perform in front of 10 judges and you make it to the next round and then there's like the finals and i made it through rounds but there were some people that literally paid just as much as me like bands literal bands and went through one round of four agents and was done for the rest of it. So it was like, I don't know, some honestly some LA scam shit, but it taught me so much at the end of the day, like just about yeah. the industry and what it's like and what to watch out for because it's literally the same concept you were talking about on your story today oh, yeah. about IMB and just yes. how you just, it makes you feel like you can't really express yourself. Yes, actually, we're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go off on that. Um, I recently just, like, got out of a contract with um, my agency, my previous agency, because I just didn't feel supported. I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel like they were really pushing me to, like, really be there. And, like, they just, it just felt like I wasn't being accepted for yeah. who I was, you know? And so, like, they were, like, Angel, um, you might need to change your hair or you might need to do this, you might need to do that. And and I'm just like and I even I even told one of my agents, I said, No, like I'm I'm not going to, but they're like, Okay, but You're not if, gonna get jobs. Yeah, they're like yeah. telling me you're not gonna get jobs and stuff. Um, if we need you to, we're gonna need you to change your hair. And so I was just like, Okay, I don't tolerate this. I really don't. This is not what I came here for. Yeah. I, you know? So it's just like I just ended my contract today and so I'm free as a bird and Good shit. yeah and like it just taught me a lot because I, I was with them since I was like 15 and like just oh my god the yeah. amount of money I spent on that really yes Fuck. Like, that's how I feel about the arts for sure yes and it's just like I, I came into it you know when we we're talking about when I did your hair before I left about you know setting up my comp cards and my resume and stuff like that and in that process I was just thinking let me express myself as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Like, let me, like, show them who I really am. And everyday people were like, Willow, Pink Panthers, like, that's your vibe. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, like, I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm giving off the energy I want them to receive. But they were so turned off by that. Because mm -hmm. especially black people, they kind of want to just see you as a white blank canvas. Oh, yeah. Like, don't express your blackness or we're not going to fuck with you. Period. Literally, point blank, period. 
And I came into that thinking like, okay, like this is what we need. They needed me, so let me just be me. But yeah. they were not really fucking with it. They were just like, you know, you can wear colors that just lighten up your skin for your resume. And you know what else she said? No. She said, if you can't afford, you know, the clothes from Gap for your shoe, you can just keep the tag on it and return it. This is the same program that JoJo Siwa got founded from. Really? I know they did not tell JoJo Siwa's pink tutu bitch ass fucking mom that if she couldn't afford the clothes for the shoot, then they could return it. Like, I just know. Like, she's looking at me. She's like, black. You don't have parents. You're here with your brother. Your freaking pictures look like they came from UPS. She was like, ex- like just gassing me. And I was like, bro, like... If I was JoJo Siwa here with my white mom, you would not even be talking to me mm. the way you're talking to me. Like, your whole mannerisms, like, your energy, it's just screaming, you're too black, type shit. And I'm just mm. like, what do I do about that? <laughs> right. Know? No, like, it, it's crazy. I feel like in the modeling industry, too, like, they have the distinctive look that they want in the um, industry with black models. And let's, and I'm not putting no shame to this, Okay. Like, fuck it. If you want to shave your hair, go ahead. Like, you know, I'm all for it. But, like... Yeah. But, like, listen. There's a distinctive look they have. Specifically dark-skinned black models. Yes. They always want you to shave your hair. And that's just that's just it. And then, like, if you're, like, lighter or mixed or whatever, like, they'll want you to wear have your hair out or whatever. But it's, like, it's just, like, I feel like... Um, and, and let me let me touch on this too. Um, we already know this. Like blocks are not an exception. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, I remember I forgot her name. There's this really good, really successful model, and she has locks. And she 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 told her story, and she was talking about how like with her agency, she was just telling them like I'm gonna lock my hair, and they're like no 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 don't do that. You're not gonna get jobs. Mm-hmm. But she went ahead and did it anyways. And guess what? She's one of the most successful mo- models I know. And so. Mm-hmm. I just I just hate it. Like I feel like we're just black black people in the modeling industry are are just Yeah, so like, like I don't know. It was like the suit it's either you have to be super, super fucking black and mm-hmm. you look sickly skinny oh, and, yeah. and like just like tall AF. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of like shaved head, like giving very much fresh out the village, giving very much hungry. Like, no. What's the other? Hmm? What's the, if that's one side of the spectrum, what's the other side? Well, if you're like. It's more like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a spectrum, but I was saying like that's their extreme. Oh, yeah, that's their extreme. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not really one extreme or the other. There's no other for the modeling industry in LA and even New York too. It's like, one extreme or the other would be like the same thing but white and they can keep their hair yeah yeah it's i don't are there any um i don't know about anything about like modeling or fashion are there any like really big black owned modeling well what is it that you guys are doing agencies is that what it's called yeah my yeah yeah, are there any big black owned agencies you know what um, you should start one, like. <laughs> no, but like, not like. Well, yeah, anybody can say, "Oh, we're gonna start one," but like, no, but like, are there? Well, uh, yeah, not enough, honestly. And the only one I've come across is like literally in an African country. I forgot where it is, so obviously it's gonna be black. Um, mm. um, but um, here I not really like. And it's just, like, another thing to add on with the industry, like, let's just think about the people, like, who's the audience? White people. Yeah. So, yeah. And That's uh, the suckiest part. Mm-hmm. No, no, let's see. Why are they the audience? What, 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 re- what, what, what reason, what are the reasons why they're the audience? Because if we can figure that out, we can, if it's something that they have that we don't have, we can work to get that, and then we can become our own audience and make our own shit for ourselves and only have to, you know, do shit for us. But mm-hmm. why, can, we, can, like, can we break that down? Or can you can, can you guys do that? Or, I feel like or, the main audience is not, like, fully white people. It's the American population. Oh, that's true. Because I have been subject to an abundance of what a, a black female should look like my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As well as white people. So we're both 
in kindergarten, we both have, you know, heard from our parents and heard from TV and heard from the media what a black woman is supposed to look like or be accepted in, accepted as, whether it's in the modeling industry or just in general, you know, like a, a high expectation of yourself, mm -hmm. as well as a high expectation from your white counterparts. So I feel like not only is the intention to express to white people, this is what a black person should be, even if they are allowed to be, but it's also to black people as well. Like this is the status quo you're supposed to follow. Like my friend, Bobby, she told me that, uh, well, she used to live in LA when she was super young and she's kind of like mulatto energy, like light skin, green eyes, brown hair, you know, typical perfect light skin baby model for any industry. And they had her in like condom commercials, cigarette commercials, alcohol commercials, you know, like they mm -hmm. wanted like McDonald's commercials, you know, like they wanted to almost like, I don't know, you can kind of see, like, let yeah. me ask you, like, what do you think their message is from that, from only putting black kids in these kinds of advertisements and media? Honestly, it's just about, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, like, their negative, like, view towards yeah. black people in general. Yeah. And, like, that's how what everybody thinks this. Like what types exactly? You really weren't even listening. To I know, that. but like you said, you, said, you said condom commercials, McDonald's commercials, cigarette commercials, alcohol yeah. commercials, and I'm trying to like I'm trying to think like I don't have them. I don't. I'm thinking like okay, and you said they put the light skin girl in those. Yeah, they had like a bunch. So for example, the condom commercial uh, specifically was a black guy, a dark skinned guy. And he was in the room with all of his babies. They were black, light skin, you know, just like, you could tell they had all different moms because they were all different tones. And he was basically like, this is where I fucked up type shit. Like he used a Trojan. That yeah. was the whole concept wow. of the commercial. Okay, that's wild. That's, that's the go. part that yeah. I didn't get. Cause I never, cause I was just like, it's just, con I don't mm -hmm. And like I for the McDonald's commercial, this wasn't Bobby, but like I highly suggest watching, um, it's not called crack in the 90s but just look up it's just called crack i think it's literally just called crack on netflix and it talks about how the police and the Contra. yeah whatever the fuck he just said just about how the system were the ones to incorporate the drugs into communities for the black people and mcdonald's was like sponsoring this commercial where a black kid fried and like put an egg on the fryer and was like this is what my mom's brain was like after she did all these drugs say no and it was like the say no campaign partnered with mcdonald's and it's like black people representation you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah so it's like ugh, y'all disgust me mm, no yeah. thank you there's like just this whole like fetishization too within the like industry that i just can't i just can't stand i literally like refuse to do any of the things that cause the thing they tell me tell me that are gonna sell me is just like it doesn't make me mean so you yeah dilute. yeah that's the question D exactly they want you to dilute they want you to basically the lady was telling me at that table we talked for 25 minutes to take away all your blackness and you would be great girl next door Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what she said. She said those words. Perfect girl next door I'm seeing you as, but your resume and your comp cards don't express that. So, okay, whitewashed black girl in the suburbs, that's what you could make me, but I'm not that, according to my advertising of myself, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And it's like, but that's not what I want to be. And that's a conversation we had at Misfits Rep. They were like, this is what we are all about, is being the Misfits and the reformation of that same thing like mm -hmm. we are starting our own movement of artists who make clothes and makes you know make music oh, yeah. and stuff like that and it's not really about you know like leave that shit in the 80s mm -hmm. like what the fuck wholeheartedly mm -hmm. agree um i when i started modeling i had i looked up to um oh my gosh i forgot her name i there was oh and Anak Yai, do you know who that is? Um, she's a super black supermodel. I think she's a supermodel. I have to double check. But um, I used to look up to her like all like I just I just looked up to her because I was like I want to be just like her. I want to be a supermodel. I used to really want to be a supermodel. Mm -hmm. And then after like my experience within the agency and all this stuff, and like watching my white counterparts get like 
ahead of me, I was just like, yeah, no, this is not what I'm going to do. So I was like, okay, I thought about it literally for months. Like what I just did today, like ending my contract was something I've been thinking about for months. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take myself out and I'm going to do something else about it, you know, because I don't know, maybe the industry just in general just isn't for me. That could be it too, but I have a deep love for modeling. So. Yes, literally everything you're describing is how I felt. Like mm-hmm. I was so, I was so like, I was used to it, right? Because that's how I grew up in a Eurocentralized or Eurocentralized just environment, Eurocentric environment where like everything is about white people. Mm-hmm. So when she's sitting here telling me this conversation about how I should embrace more white culture pretty much i'm just like okay like yes ma'am like yes wow thanks so much for the advice like mm-hmm. you know as you would at school or something like that oh, when yeah. when they're teaching you this false history and you kind of have to sit there and nod like you don't know the truth type thing mm-hmm. and i was just so confused at first because i was expecting to come there and because i was really out dressing every fucking one mm-hmm. i really was like i straight up was but they hated that like they were like you're too expressive i feel like you're trying to act too grown i feel like you're trying to um it's covering up your beauty is what she said Mm -hmm. she's like the personality is showing too much like i need you to dim it down so i can just see like you know enlighten up the picture a little bit like Mm -hmm. that was the whole agenda behind it and i was just like i got in the car i was just super quiet i was just like this is not what I expected out of this experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I expected to, like, step on everyone here. And it was just, like, I don't know. I just didn't know how I felt about my future anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Because I was, like, this is something that I've always been passionate about, something I've always wanted to do. And that was just, like, my first piece of it. So I was, like, okay, I guess this really isn't for me, mm-hmm. you know? And then when I went to Misfits Rep and we had that conversation, it was almost, like, the universe is speaking to me through them mm-hmm. like everything happens for a reason like i went there to look at clothes and they ended up reminding me like this is your place in the industry you just have to get here mm-hmm. you know so like let that be your reminder too like there's so many different parts of the industry like tonight like i'm going out with my friends to um it's called storm bash and it's eternal productions uh my friends are all going on tour um i model their clothes you know and it's kind of like a small business where they host shows you know in all types of different places and i have friends who are copying that and starting shows in olympia and shows in seattle shows in tag so we're all working to find our place in Mm -hmm. that system and there's so many places for you you know like today i was talking to this lady about what i was doing in seattle she's like well maybe you should go to school here because it seems like you're you know doing creative stuff here why do you want to go to la it's like i've had my taste in seattle you know what i'm saying i feel like there's so much more especially because i had that conversation with buddha but at first i was feeling like you i was like fuck this bro if that's how they're gonna treat me while i'm out here i don't want to be out here Mm -hmm. i think yeah i definitely feel like i just need to find my place in the industry yeah and it's just it's just gonna take some time um and the way media works now it's almost like you can create that for yourself you know like mm -hmm. first storm i went to like 20 people no one was moshing you know and like now we have like our like we almost developed like a storm tour friend group Mm -hmm. pretty much and now like we have a group chat it's like are you going to this show are you going to that show and we lead this artist mosh pit and this artist is fucking with us and so now we're collaborating with them and now we're all in youtube videos like i'm going to this show tonight and then i have a youtube video on sunday so it's like there's a place for you and it'll come naturally and i feel like that's what's happening to both of us slowly oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um what is uh what is storm like are you guys a you guys tours like what type of tour so my nigga Lebo basically uh, runs his clothing brand first off, Eternal Productions, and then they have their little um, like little music group. And basically, well, my first impression of it, I don't really know how to explain it. You kind of have to be there. So like my first impression of it was I came there, and it's just a bunch of local artists getting the opportunity to perform and brand people and meet people, and they had um, clothing booths all like around the stage people were like selling their upcycling and selling their own clothing brand items and so many people have popped off from that and since that Mm -hmm. and um 
So yeah, it's pretty much what it is. It's just like community. And then now they're going on tours. So from here, they're going to Portland to try cities to the South. And so that's pretty much what it is. That's cool. Mm. Let, um, me, let me look them up. That sounds lit. Yeah, let me put you on Instagram. Let me keep following. Oh, hell no. My daughter was in the UFC. Are they like, are they like close knit or are they? Page. Huh? <laughs> Let me see your for you page. Of what? This is the weirdest for you page. I, no, okay. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna get on me like that. I don't be on Instagram. I don't do shit on Instagram. So it's always weird shit. Like one day I looked, it was just ass, straight ass. And then the next day it was like Spider Man. I don't know. Whoa! What? <laughs> Some niggas got punched up at every fresh. But like, is it like tight knit or? Uh, not really. No? Anybody can get involved. You trying to put me on? Oh, my. No, I really am. Noah did a show. You don't know Vincent? He did a show for them. Do you know Mikey? Hey, cut the, cut the, cut the, cut the, cut the, cut the, No, y'all don't know. Turnovers. It's good shit. I really fuck with it. Like, when we start making music, the first place we will perform is Storm. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you go about doing that? Do they... It just depends on who you are. Like me, I call my friend, like get in for free. Most niggas have to pay like twenty dollars. So to really, perform? Just, yeah, or no, to get in to perform. I think Noah. There was this whole shit with Noah that I really didn't fuck with. Like, I guess the venue, um, the venue wanted us to close at midnight, mm-hmm. and everybody had performed, and it was Noah's turn to go, but it was past midnight. Mm-hmm. And so they had to like wrap everything up, and Noah didn't get to perform. But apparently, he paid them like five hundred dollars to perform. So it's it's really different for everyone. Like my friend Jaden is performing tonight. I know Jaden. Yeah, I know he did not pay. I know he did not pay. You know, so it's like yeah. it really just different for everybody. But that's cool. Okay, definitely feeling like that. You should come and perform. Yeah, I would love to. For sure, you should take Sleepo. Being part of the movement. And it's so nice to like see these artists grow and just like as people and as artists like first listening party i went to an arch rival like 30 people like couches everywhere so we couldn't really mosh right boom everybody starts fucking banging into each other knocking me over i'm like whoa what's going on second time i came they had to move the couches out they had to move the clothes out there's like 200 people in a room literally as big as this gay garage from here to here and then wow. thinking like there was just so much you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's like i don't know that's what kind of inspired me to stick around because it was like you know we actually like put in seattle on the map low-key so you said you model their clothes or something like that right yeah <laughs> yeah you should um uh put me on to that i could literally just give you this jacket after i wear it tonight and mm-hmm. then you take a picture and post it and they repost it and then they know you and then you guys can start to oh that's literally just how it goes. Like, social networking in Seattle is just like, you know, like, I remember you texting me, but I was too busy to reply. Like, how do I just put myself out there? Oh, yeah. It's like, really? You just that is to, a good question. You just literally mm-hmm. have to put yourself out there. Like, mm-hmm. I swear, there's like an underground places where everybody goes to just get get seen. I'm like, damn, where that shit at? Oh, no. Exactly. No. Like, you really just have to, like, meet people. And just like not be afraid to meet people, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can, I need to get rid of my anxiety. So <laughs> it's I, gotta go. It really it's has gotta to go. go. It's the stuff I want to do. Um, I know it's bad for that. I just think like, I don't know what I'd be thinking. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Sometimes um, I feel like on a more spiritual note, like a oh, lot yeah. of the things that we do and say, like even like this podcast, doesn't necessarily come from out of our asses if that makes sense like for example like my grandma just passing right Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that i do like for example like when i freestyle i feel like a lot of the words are coming from ancestors and not myself if that makes sense like i see her inspiring my thoughts Mm -hmm. and i see her incorporating herself into everything that i do Mm -hmm. and i always felt that like i feel like there are you know are souls that are connected to mine that are inspiring the things that i put out and the things that i do and who i am Mm -hmm. and and that just like concept of my spirituality became so much more apparent when she passed because it was like her present is 
her presence is clear as day in my consciousness. You know what? On the topic of spirituality, actually, um, let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. Oh, I really I really want to talk about it. I could probably like write a I could probably write a whole book about this. Um, okay, let's see. So by the way, this is for Levi. <laughs> I know you um you just you feel kind of I don't want to say out of place but you kind of you know uh, but all I'm gonna say is you don't have to be spiritual to like answer some of these questions or talk about this stuff. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with talking about everything and answering. I won't talk have to, a lot to talk about stuff if I'm not informed on it. But I'll try my best. Okay, okay, okay. The first question I have to start us off, and then we can just kind of talk about whatever. Um, okay, tell me like. Tell me just your thoughts on spirituality, like from what you've heard, from what you know, even if you're not into it, even if you barely know anything, what what are the things, the concepts or whatever you've heard about it? Hey, <laughs> if I say what I've heard, I'm going to sound like a I want to hear what you've so heard. I don't, I mean, I don't, just say it. I don't hear, I don't hear nothing about spirituality. It's just like, I see spiritual, spiritual people and like, and like no 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 hate no offense like they just be like annoying me sometimes i don't know it might be because not the spirit spirituality itself but just the person <laughs> i don't know but you know i don't i don't know enlighten me I, I i don't know nothing about spirituality i couldn't tell you anything about it um well let's just say i feel like it started with the tapestry in the room mm-hmm. in like 2018 and now all of a sudden everybody wants to just copy buddhist traditions like it's funny like it's a trend mm-hmm. without respecting um the science behind it mm-hmm. um but don't wear a chakra necklace if you don't know what the fuck you're doing if that makes sense yeah. so i definitely see like crystal bitches who like try to talk to me about oh man you put me on a red corpse and like follow with shit my like hands that. like that shit gets on my nerves just because like it's different for me, mm-hmm. so I'm, I literally will just laugh. Oh yeah, people are like, so many like, what crystal do you think I guess should get for my boyfriend? Like, blah, blah, blah. and I'm literally just like, and I don't even respond. So I almost just feel like it's disrespectful. Oh yeah, but like, I'm not gonna say that. Just say it's just like, ignorance is a thing. Not really much you can do about it, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like it's a spectrum, and um, the first time I heard spirituality. Because I, I like to call myself an observer of consciousness, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, it really helped me with my mental health to view my emotions and my thoughts as something outside of myself rather than who I am. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. You know, like constantly feeling like, oh, I have this feeling, so that means I have this. Um, I'm having this feeling and I can't get rid of it, so that means I suffer with this and I have to take this med. And then I also have this, which means that I have this and I'm so I have to do that. You know, like it just like led me in such a spiral and I was like, wait all of this actually doesn't come from me. You know what I'm saying? And I can choose to resonate with it or I cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where my my spirituality comes from. And like, I remember the first time I heard someone say they were spiritual, I observed my consciousness and I wondered why I viewed it as something against God, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like if you're spiritual, you don't believe in God. Or if you're spiritual, you're on some witchy woo shit. Or if you're spiritual, you know, it's not really anything like you're a witch or you, you know, you're not like religious. You don't have a relationship with God, if that makes sense. Um, And just the fact that I thought that without that being 100 necessarily true, I was like, okay, this is, this, you know, is coming from society, Mm -hmm. right? So I kind of started to dive deeper into spirituality and personally as of right now like the spirituality that i've been studying and like investing into my life is kind of um it's like it's basically quantum physics Mm -hmm. just the concepts that an atom is made out of molecules moving around right Mm -hmm. and so everything may is made up of vibration right Mm -hmm. so that really helps me to remember that i am the creator of my reality in that I have the opportunity to create my own vibration rather than connecting to the vibration of the earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what, oh, I'm connecting to the vibration of the earth, but society, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to be that, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like, that's part of it. What else is part of it? Like, um, 
I just posted a picture of it today. Um, the seven chakras that align with Hinduism are also aligned with uh, energy points in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Like my dad, he's a fucking cunt and he's always just so tense and just like angry all the time. So his back is hurting and I guarantee you by 50, he will be in a walking chair. I guarantee you. And a lot of that is from unhealed trauma, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily because he fell on his back or something like that it's like even me now i i feel like when she left like i was so sore mm-hmm. my whole body i was like i literally because my mental health wasn't good i was like my whole body just fucking hurts mm-hmm. and the longer you stay in that low vibrational state the more these things will happen to you and the more you eat low vibrational food you know what i'm saying and that's why people are dying early and i feel like that's where our society lacks that connection from religion to spirituality is that without spirituality there shouldn't be any religion otherwise it's just doctrine mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah that makes, that makes sense so levi do you still think spiritual bitches are weird uh no i mean <laughs> I, I, i've never heard anybody's uh perspective on it so you know what um i forgot what i was gonna say i was gonna talk about how like oh i remember okay oh my gosh i think i think Oh, I'm so thankful that I didn't learn spirituality from TikTok because a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And I actually learned learned about it through a friend, okay? She was just telling me all this stuff. And I was just like, okay. And I didn't actually really get into it immediately. I, would, I just heard about it through her. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so she would just tell me all these spiritual concepts. And I would just be like, oh, that's really cool. I don't know if that's for me, you know. But, like, and then, now, I'm saying it, it wasn't it wasn't triggered by TikTok. It wasn't. It was, didn't start off by TikTok. But I would say that, like, when it became mainstream on TikTok, it just had that time, that time frame was when I went, oh, I remember my friend t- telling me about this. Yeah. And so, like, it clicked in my head. And then I started going, thinking about, like, what is my connection to this? Mm-hmm. And um, it started off with a, the concept of manifesting, okay? So, actually, I want to tell a story. You guys are going to think I'm just really stupid. <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm so stupid. But I'm going to admit this because this is what led me to finally actually awakening to spirituality, real spirituality and what it is to me. Yeah. So, okay. I was talking to this guy. Okay. It was turned quarantine. Talking to this guy. I was like, you, you already know where this is going to go. You already know where this is going to go. Okay. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just scrolling on TikTok, right? And I come across this. Are <laughs> you serious? I can't even look you guys in the eyes right now. Like I can't. No, because it's so. We heard a guy, and we're like, you. No, like. <laughs> I Gross. see. You know. Shit. Let's talk about it. TikTok hair readings, trash. Okay, right. I okay. Now you're like, oh, you're so gullible. Like you really fell for that. Yes, I did. Because guess what? These. I one thing I want to say is these TikTok hair readings prey on people who are in dark places people who are in tricky situations they prey on those people because they they know they're gonna give them views they're gonna give them mm-hmm. likes they're gonna give them comments whatever it is like i scroll i go down a tiktok reading a tiktok tarot reading i scroll up in the comments claim for my ex to come back it's almost the same as not to the same extent because i feel like it's not really accepted in america mm-hmm. any concept of spirituality that stems outside of a doctrinized religion mm-hmm. um but it's kind of the same thing that you're describing like in christian like youth groups mm-hmm. have you guys ever been in a christian youth group before yeah my yes. parents the yeah. pastor's like if your dad left you if your mom's a crackhead if your boyfriend just broke up with you if you're dog. if you're gay god <laughs> is going to be here right now your dad left you your dad went to go get milk and he didn't get back raise your hands raise your hand if that's your dad i'm telling you god is here right now God is here right now. He wants to be your father. So you better, if you want to have a relationship and a dad, you need to convert to this religion and you need to not be yourself and do every single thing that the Bible says. Otherwise, you will not have a loving father. Mm. Here's my question with spirituality. Because I... Okay. Dark time, I was contemplating getting religious. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like... And I was having critical thoughts like... 
what if I put my faith in God? And I was like, what is that going to do for me? And and not in the sense like, oh, I need God to do something, but it's like, I put my faith in God. I trust in God. That just gives me something to, you know, get my on. mind feel yeah. better about it. Yeah. But it's, I mean, is it really going to do anything? And then mm-hmm. that's my thing. What about spirituality? What, yeah. what is, if, if you're talking to a non-spiritual person, I know a pitch a Christian can make to me. Mm-hmm. What, what, what pitch could you make to me to become spiritual or, or, uh, what's the word? Explore my spirituality. Well, let me, not really a pitch, but I want to leave in like five minutes. Okay. No, saying real shit. Um, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like, I'm not gonna share the full story, but here, let me continue off where I left off. Okay. I was in a dark place, right? I see these readings. I'm they're feeding into my delusions. I'm feeding they're feeding into my delusions. Remember <laughs> the guy I was talking to? I wholeheartedly believe, oh my god, that this man was meant for me. That I thought he was like my soulmate or something. I thought he was gonna be there forever. And I put my whole heart into it because these little TikTok reading reading bitches were telling me that he was the one, right? So you can already guess what happened it didn't work out and i was heartbroken and i was just like shattered to pieces but then i w- i just like i just i realized something i was like i thought if like he was my soulmate if he came if he was in my life that like my life was gonna be fixed i thought I thought of it as a quick fix. I thought of yeah. spirituality as a quick fix for me. Yeah. And I saw the problem in that and went, there is so much more to spirituality than just getting your answers through your relationship or yeah. 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 So I started asking myself, what is spirituality to me? What what can it do for me? And you know, this is you're gonna hear this a lot. I'm started meditating. I really did. I started journaling. Yeah. I started like just like I started just doing things that I felt like, like Lanny was talking about, like observing your thoughts, observing your emotions and becoming detached from them. Mm -hmm. I started reading self-help books. I started just like writing everything down and that helped me come out of that dark place. Mm -hmm. So when I saw them TikTok terror reading bitches, scrolling. So can you practice spirituality without having to, uh, to me, do tarot? Yes. That's what I was about to answer. Yeah. spirituality is Mm self-care right all of these realizations that we're realizing like oh my worth isn't defined by a relationship oh i need to sit down and really like be conscious of my thoughts because sometimes they can lead to dark places Mm -hmm. like that's like these laws of nature and these laws of attraction that like we pick up when we meditate and when we journal it that's that's self-care to me that's spirituality Mm -hmm. because i feel like the more I'm in tune with my consciousness, which is my spirituality and like my higher self, um, that's what it's almost like. That's that's what I'm trying to get to. Is like there are so many things within spirituality that benefit my life, if that makes sense. And yeah. I wanted to talk to um, what you said about when you were like, oh, like I saw spirituality for the first time with manifestation on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say I learned my spirituality off of TikTok, but I learned my spirituality from shrooms. That's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, (laughs) but after that, I was having these feelings and these intuitive thoughts that really weren't coming from me. And I started to see through Jaden's music, through Willow's music, Mm -hmm. through people online that I wasn't the only one that was feeling this way and that these intuitive thoughts that I was having we're kind of almost growing into our generation. Oh, yeah. And I was kind of becoming a part of that new perception, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I would see something on TikTok and be like, oh shit, I'm not tripping. Like when I saw this and I thought of that thought, that's actually something that is real that I'm being put on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they feel that way too. And it's so easy to kind of feel like you are trapped in a box, especially when you're trying to really be on your spiritual journey in a place like Washington, in a place like Seattle, because it's like you work, work, work all day and then you go home and it's dark already and you just want to go to bed and it's fucking raining. Like, Mm -hmm. 
in Los Angeles, I can work, work, work on school all day and work, work, work at my internship and then go to the beach or fucking just meditate outside and just fucking lay in the grass. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. That's why as a spiritual person, I want to be where the sun is at. Mm -hmm. because that's all part of my spirituality. Yeah. But yeah, I really just feel like spirituality is self-care and that's where it separates itself from doctrinized religion because it's not like what you're saying, like if I'm spiritual or religious, it's gonna make me feel better about my life. When I die, if I follow this yeah. book, I'm gonna go somewhere okay, you know? When I'm sad or when I'm in the dark, like Jesus is here, so it's fine. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a coping mechanism oh, yeah. rather than a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's why I stopped ident identifying as a Christian and not being afraid to do that because it was almost like I was holding on to that title because I wanted to be accepted into this label of society. Mm -hmm. But I went from a Christian to a follower of Christ to an omnis to fuck labels. And I honor every single religion and I find them all beautiful. And I learned so much from Jesus. I learned so much from Buddha. Mm -hmm. I love learned so much from Angel. We are all gods. I learned so much from Levi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. like, why live your life for one book and one saying? And it's like, dare you do something else? So you're going to die in a fiery pit of hell. People really want me to believe that because my grandma was a crackhead at one point in her life. Okay, she is currently burning in a fiery pit. You want me to believe that my brother, because he likes men, because he likes dick, okay, is going to burn in a fiery pit? Like, this is really what they do to us, y'all. Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up feeling like if I don't obey the laws of this country, which is pretty much what the Bible is nowadays, because it's been changed so fucking much since then, mm -hmm. that... I'm literally going to die and be in a burning pit of hell and the worst things that I could ever imagine. Like, that is an attack on spirituality. Oh, it is. That is an attack on your spiritual origin. Like, do you know how powerful each and every one of us are mm -hmm. if we access it? And I feel like the whole point of doctrinizing us with religion is to convince us to stray from that side of ourselves, from unleashing those elements of our power and our, the energy systems that exist in each and every one of our bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, religious trauma. Oh god, for real, for oh real, god. for real. I, 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 I could. Uh, I'm not gonna talk long, but <laughs> she said, "Let me not do that." Yeah, uh, I have a lot of religious trauma. Um, you know, I just. I won't talk about it too much, but all I'm gonna <laughs> say is spirituality kind of took me out of that. Mm -hmm. and like it really introduced me to something where like i didn't feel like because again like you said from all their i i love like all their religions right mm -hmm. um specifically from christianity though i remember like growing up it was extremely fear-mongering for me yeah because it's like if you hate your sister you're going to hell if you disobey your parents you're going to hell like yeah. all that stuff and just like with spirituality for once i felt like I don't want to say, like, you can't do no wrong, but, like, I felt like for once that I didn't have to fear anything. Yeah. So it was just, like, very freeing. Another um, pickup line for spirituality is that, um, and I'm quoting this from Erica Badu right now, mm -hmm. all emotions have a vibratory frequency in our universe mm -hmm. and each stem from love and fear. And most people in our country stem in fear-based thinking. And you can kind of think of all emotions that would tie to fear-based fear -based vibrations. Mm -hmm. And then you can think of things in all the emotions that would tie with um, a love vibration. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is my spirituality. This section, this section of the universe is my spirituality. And my goal is to completely align with that, if that makes sense. So like, when people are like, oh, your goal is to read the whole Bible and then get baptized. Mm -hmm. that's pretty much me like i want to live a completely meditative lifestyle where if somebody like upsets me i can literally just be like <sighs> mm -hmm. and let it out you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. that's what spirituality is to me like control over myself awareness of myself and i feel like that's something that people can take from christianity in all religions and that's why i feel like there's so much beauty in it because 
people's people's lives are saved from christianity i don't want to say that's horrible Mm -hmm. but if i became buddhist does that mean i have to hate all christians Mm -hmm. does that mean i have to say that christians are wrong i would hate that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because there's so much beauty in buddhism there's Mm -hmm. so much beauty in hinduism and there's just i don't know the earth is so beautiful and i feel like we have all just been so like things like religion death politics gender race sexual orientation like it's all used as ways to divide us Mm -hmm. and ways to say, oh, you're a part of this label. This is where you belong in society and dare you step out of that. You know, that's why I say I'm pan. That's why I say I don't believe in gender. That's why we say she, them. Not because we're fucking gender binary. Mm -hmm. It's because we're just like, fuck everything status quo right you know what I'm saying like if I fuck with your energy I fuck with your energy it doesn't matter what societal place you are in you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying like it's not like oh I don't date white people don't get me wrong I'm not attracted to most white people Mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna you know like just put everybody in a box Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what society trains us to do is like be in your box and hate everybody who's outside of your box and don't talk to them and just stay in your box and if you go outside of your box then nobody's gonna fuck with you in any box and then you're just gonna be boxless Mm -hmm. you know yeah so I feel like that's where spirituality has taken me outside of the box Mm -hmm. and then that comes from the saying too think outside of the box and that's where spirituality takes you away from all of the boxes in the world to try to put you and heavy on like with spirituality like Levi when you asked if you need to do like tarot or some shit like honestly with spirituality you don't need any tools like those are just things that people like to practice mindfulness yeah yeah like honestly like for me tarot is just like a way for me to just like connect with myself it's one way i like to connect with myself but i don't it's not something that i need i don't need it like i went most of my life into spirituality without a tarot deck like i just recently got a tarot deck um but yeah um and i also want to say um with a new age spirituality um that's what you're seeing like i feel like when you you see those like weird people and stuff that's new age spirituality because it's the crystal bitches it's the it's 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 the it's really just like those are the people you're talking about it's the new people who are into new age spirituality and like it has a lot of flaws because those TikTok terror readings are just one, like a part of it. Like, there's just so much more to it. But um, did this give you like a better view on um, spirituality? Yeah, no, definitely it did. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to end this episode. We right? got free. <laughs> we got free, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna do my makeup and.